That's my dad. And that's my kid. We found out a long time ago the family dinner table is a perfect place for a great conversation. Grab a plate and pull up a seat. We keep the sweet tea cold around here. So make yourself comfortable and join us for a dinner table discussion. So in our previous episode, we were doing a little discussing about Oh, superpowers that husbands and wives may have deemed that the opposite has. Mm -hmm. And Callie, a good friend of ours, she requested that we do an episode based off of arguments that wedded couples have. And as much as I love her, I am so scared to go there. Well, then I'll open up the floor. I don't mind. But first of all, I'm going to say, hi, Callie. I love you. That's all. I just want to give her a little shout out. We do love you, Miss Callie. Till Taco, we said howdy. And the baby chalupas. The baby chalupas. Okay. I feel like we should explain that part. Her husband's nickname is Taco. She has three beautiful children. They are Burrito, Nacho, and Chalupa. Here it's you their go nick- again. Listen, I can't help it. Nicknames. She started it. She was the first one. Was she? She was. Because wow. her daughter is the oldest out of all of them. Oh, my God! It's her fault. Blame her. No, I'm kidding. I love you, Callie. I'll open up the floor with arguments. Oh, this is an argument. Here we go. This is an argument that my husband and I have had since we moved in together. He is Colombian. That is not a secret. He's very proud of it. He doesn't go here. He's Colombian. He doesn't go here? Did you ever see Mean Girls? No. There's a... In Mean Girls, there's this girl that gets up at the end. She's making a speech, and she makes like this little... like. Very heart fluttery. I just want everybody to feel good speech. And then there's a guy in the back that goes, she doesn't even go here. It's a joke between us that, you know, he's not from here. So he doesn't go here. Oh, okay. Now it makes minimal sense, but let's continue. (laughs) Minimal sense to me. Minimal sense to you. That's fine. Somebody else is going to get it. It's fine. Okay. Limes are a big part of his diet. Okay. This man, I love him. This is a problem that we have had since we moved in together. He will cut his lime in half. All right. He only uses half of a lime at a time. That's fine. I bought lime savers. I bought five different lime savers. I put them in. They're like little, you know, mom's got those Tupperware stuff that like if you cut like an onion or like you cut a bell pepper. Oh, I was thinking you were talking lime flavored life savers or something. No. (laughs) I guess you could get that lime savers. It's like a citrus. I'll say that a citrus saver. Mm. Okay. I bought five of them. Five. I put them in strategic places. Why did you pick an odd number instead of an even number? Because we lived in a very small townhouse, and that's where I could. Ha- I had that many hiding places. But if you cut a lime in half, there are two. So yeah, but it's you're always going to use one half. Why wouldn't he use both halves? What he, if he could s- cut six limes in half for use later? What's he going to do then? This is not a math question from seventh grade, okay? We're not playing the CRCT game no more, okay? If a train is coming toward you, please no. Carrying sixty lines. I was going to be an English major. Okay, science is not <laughs> not science. Math is not my thing. Okay? okay. What is the hypotenuse of a lime sliced in half? You know, hypotenuse. I have a funny story about hypotenuse. You got me on there. I was thinking Uh-oh. about this the other day. I don't remember how it came up, but it was one of those days where math was just like really hard in high school. And you were very good at math. Was Probably I? still are. Yes, you and your sister both. Oh, I felt like I was terrible at math. Yeah, I stopped being able to help you with your homework in like the seventh grade. Oh, okay. That makes me feel smart. 
But the way that our high school was set up, we went to a small like homeschooling program. It was a work at your pace program. And they had like an instructor that would, if you had questions, it would help. And so he was trying to explain to me the hypotenuse. And I just, I wasn't getting it. I don't remember if I said it or if this gentleman that was in the class, he was a year above me named Freddie said it. You remember Freddie? Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't remember if he said it, but one of us was like, that sounds like what you would name the Kraken. The Kraken. The, Kraken. the, the, mythi- the mythical like sea creature that yeah. from Atlantis, that thing. Yeah. <laughs> How'd it go again? <laughs> one more time for the folks in the back. <laughs> <laughs> that was a little bit deeper. That one hit puberty. My bad. Uh, sorry. No, but some, somehow it basically became that the hypotenuse was going to be the Kraken. It somehow became Cthulhu named the Kraken, hypotenuse, and it became this like whole Cthulhu, joke. Cthulhu, what is that? That's another mythical creature. Is it? It's H.P. Lovecraft. You stepped in what? <laughs> Ask your wife. She's a horror, lo- like a horror head. book lover. You're hurting my head. It's okay. Don't worry about it. I'll teach you later. We were laughing for an hour about hypotenuse the Kraken. Speaking of Kraken, I'm so sorry to interrupt no, you, but before I forget, because I tend to do that. Our second episode of this podcast was on cryptids. Cryptids. And we spoke about Bigfoot. We spoke about Mothman. Love Mothman. But Carrick, a good friend of mine from college. Yes. Said that we failed to mention Chupacabra. And so we're going to have to come back around with a cryptid part two. We'll do that in October. Ooh, October. A nice haunted cryptid episode. That spooky month. (laughs) We can do that. Okay, I just wanted to let you know. because That's fine. This is going off on a tangent. Sorry, do you remember the Chupacabra Macarena? I have no idea. Oh my God. My seventh grade art teacher, God bless her. I think she's my sixth grade art teacher too. But my seventh grade art teacher, for some reason, we got on Chupacabras. Mm -hmm. I don't remember why. And she came and got me out of health class one day. She was like, come here, I got to show you something. Come here, come here. I was like, okay, what? She found the Chupacabra Macarena. And it was- It's a a thing. It's a thing. It was a video of the Chupacabra- No. Doing the Macarena. And they had like changed the lyrics to be about like eating goats and like chasing farmers and stuff. It was the greatest thing. Oh my gosh. And that's all I remember from seventh grade. Was this kind of like a (laughs) spinoff of what does the fox say- no, that came after. Oh, okay. Going back to Freddie and our hypotenuse cracking. The next morning I walk into class and sitting above my desk, he drew a hypotenuse with tentacles coming out of it. <laughs> and that was my pride <laughs> and joy for the rest of the year. I love that thing. I think I, I brought it home and I framed it and I don't know what happened to it. And I still think about that from time to time. Oh, that's cool. I don't memory. know what happened to Freddie, but <laughs> I hope he's doing well. To heck with Freddy. We got to keep up with the tentacled hypotenuse. My Kraken. No. <laughs> but that's all I remember about hypotenuse. You know, we started this episode saying oh, that we- I was talking about limes. You, you got me all- Oh, it's my fault. Of it's your course. fault. Yeah. Of Listen, course. Okay. Back to the limes. <laughs> so who cut his lime in half? We get to Kraken. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Cut his limes in half. Yes. He'll use half a lime. Half a lime. Forgoes the lime savers. That is I your can't issue. see. No, 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 no. That's not the issue. Okay. You know, a lime has a rind, right? It's got that nice, hard, yes. the dark green part that's yes. not sticky. Yes. That's not juice filled. 
you're emphasizing these traits of the lime rind. Right. Okay. So the lime rind. Forgoes the lime rind. What is a lime rind to him? Puts it juicy side down on the counter and leaves it. I don't know if you know this. We live in the South. There are bugs everywhere. (laughs) Bugs to the left, bugs to the right. My husband decided to be a mountain man. He moved us out into the middle of the wilderness. There's bugs everywhere. Bugs got to eat too. Not my limes and not on my (laughs) counter. Like put a napkin down. He's like, no, it saves it. It preserves it. What kind of countertop is it? I don't know. The one we had at the townhouse was like linoleum or something. And it was sticky and it would sit there and I would just seethe and just. (laughs) (laughs) Is that the sound of seething? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It drove me insane. Oh, that's my one fault with my husband. He can forget his belt every day. I don't even care. Just quit putting the limes juice side down on my countertops. Okay. Let me ask you this. Do you think that perhaps he was doing it at least from the second time on just to get that reaction from yes. you? Yes. Okay. Yes. There we go. Because then I would st- Here's the thing. As I said, I swear to God, if we move into this new house and you start putting your limes down on the countertop, I'm going to pick them up and I'm going to chuck them at you in the living room. Did you? I did. <laughs> and then we had a nice well, little lime splatter on the wall behind the couch for a while. Oh my gosh. So what's worse? A sticky countertop or lime? I'm not trying to cook on, on the, the wall. walls. It doesn't matter. It's on the wall. The bug will crawl the wall. You you said the issue was bugs. Yes, I know. But if it's behind his head, then he can smell the lime while he's sitting on the couch eating dinner. And then he's like, oh, you know what? I probably should have cleaned that up. I should probably not leave my limes face down on the counter Your like logic. my wife has been asking me not to do for the last eight years. Your logic eludes me, madam. Slinging a lime. Do you want to get You're going to put someone's eye out. Well, he's wearing sunglasses. It's fine. In the house, on yeah. the couch, he's wearing sunglasses when we you have slung a, lot, a lime at him. We have a lot of windows in our house. It gets very bright. <laughs> I'm not buying that one, madam. You're, well, you are embellishing house. this story no, to make I your swear. point, I no, believe. No, I promise. I promise. It might not have been sunglasses. It might have been safety goggles. He might have been drilling something. <laughs> I don't remember. He had safety protection over his eyeballs. Otherwise, I would have waited till he turned around and I would have aimed at his back. Uh, it'll be a scuba mask in a few moments. So. <laughs> Listen, hey, if you want to wear a scuba mask while you're eating some sushi. Callie, thank you for, for <laughs> uh, triggering this in her. <laughs> Uh, that she is raging about lime slices. It's not lime slices. He sliced the lime in, in half. half. Okay. Listen, so. I can get down with a lime slice. A lime slice is fine. He can leave that on the counter That's without issue? because it's so small. And he usually squeezes it all out, and then it's like all the stuff is out of it, so it's fine. So to leave a squozen <laughs> lime slice on the counter is perfectly acceptable. Squozen. <laughs> hey. It, it sounded right when I thought it, just not when I said it. But <laughs> to leave that on the counter would mm-hmm. be perfectly acceptable, just not a half a line. Just yet, yeah, no, because the, because then it like seeps out and it drips and it gets sticky and it calls to the ants. It's a little siren song to the ants. Come, come on the counter. Like, <laughs> you know what? I just oh, I don't like it. 
And then my countertop is sticky because then I'm like I'm trying to make bread or I'm trying to like season some chicken or like I go to do something and I put my arms on the countertop because I wasn't taught proper manners and I put my elbows on the tabletop. Wait a minute. Hush, I'm getting there. And then I stick my arm in sticky lime juice. I don't like to be sticky. That's why I don't go outside in the summer. I can see I'm not going to be able to change your mind no. about this. I will say that he hasn't done it in the last six months. So Excellent. We're working on it. It's progress. Excellent. He hasn't done it in six months, and you're still this it was an on, out of shape It was about an it. ongoing argument for seven years. Okay. I can see where that would still linger. Which brings us around, if you'll recall, at the end of our last episode, we were going to start talking a little bit about the differences in the way female and male brains. We're sticking with a food theme here. We are. Limes and spaghetti and waffles. Spaghetti and waffles. I would not suggest making a meal out of that. That does not sound appetizing. Right. Now, I am no professional at this. But it makes sense to me in my experiences with Mm -hmm. you, your sister, your mother, myself, other family members. So Mm -hmm. I can't say this is across the board, but the mentality of it is a guy's brain is like a waffle. Right. It's compartmentalized. You can compartmentalize and you can jump from one box to the next without the boxes crossing over. Exactly. Mm -hmm. But a female's mind is more like spaghetti. Where everything goes from like, oh, you're thinking about this and that blends into this. Yep. One Mm -hmm. 10 mile long noodle that is in a bowl that so everything is attached somehow, some way Mm -hmm. in it. You know, last episode we were talking about his belt. Mm-hmm. He wasn't in the belt compartment. He wasn't in the belt box of the in waffle. In the belt box of the waffle at that particular time. I don't so, know what box he was but, in. But, but the way you were thinking, it was all attached. Right. The, the spaghetti noodle. His his belt should have been attached to him getting dressed to go to work. And so it was all attached to you. It wasn't separated in any way. And so that's why that logic makes sense to me. And there's books out there about it. And like you said, um, I think you said in the last episode that in youth ministry, we went to see a guy, Chad East, um, I believe. I think that's what you, I think that's what we looked I'm probably it up after. mispronouncing his Chad last Eastham. name. Eastham. He, what was he, that conference that they did? It was a con. we went to it a couple of years that he came and spoke at. I can't recall to be totally honest. It was I, like, it was an all girls conference and it was, it was, it was him and oh, who was the rapper that came and performed? KJ52. KJ52. They were the only two men other than youth pastors that were allowed at the conference. Well, I, had it to, was, I had to be the chauffeur to right. get y'all there. No, but it was a conference for girls, by girls. Sure. So in that mindset, or those two totally separate mindsets, mm-hmm. I heard a different pastor one time give this incredible example mm-hmm. of the different ways that his and his wife's mind thought. He called her one afternoon and he had one question. Darling, what's for dinner? And she said, well, 
I was going to go over to the Big Bear because they had the chicken on sale. But when I got in the car to try to go over to the Big Bear to get the chicken that was on sale, there was a wreck on the 405. So I couldn't get to the Big Bear. I had to turn around and go over to the Blue Star, where the Blue Star, and you know they don't have the sales that the Big Bear has. But I went there anyway. And don't you know, when I walked in the door, there was Susie. Susie is pregnant again. I said again. And I asked her, Lord, child, how many times are you going to be pregnant? And she said, well, as many times as it takes, because I want a big family. And we couldn't get in the front door because Susie had to tell me about everybody else in her family that was already pregnant and beat her to it. And he said, woman, can't you just say chicken? And I get his point. He was in that compartment of what's for dinner. He asked a simple question. He wanted a simple answer. However, her response in the way he put it is she was like an airplane, a guy. If his mind is an airplane, he wants to take off fly to the destination, put it on the ground, land, land. done. No, sister has got to circle the airport. A couple of times. And Feel burn, sure it's safe to land. And burn off the excess fuel on the plane. She can't just put it on the ground. She got to circle the airport for several rotations before she can put it on the ground. And it's just simply the way her mind functions. She could not go from the question of what's for dinner to what is going to be on the plate for dinner her mind had to progress through everything mm-hmm. in her day to get there. You know, sometimes that can be difficult to understand. Your mom and I, a lot of times, we're the same way. Mm-hmm. I can ask a very pointed question, wanting a very specific answer, mm-hmm. and I don't always get what I want. <laughs> 15, 20 minutes later, sometimes she's getting there. I, I can I know she's getting it. It's coming. The answer is coming. It's on the way. We're just not there quite yet. And it's just how her mind is made up. And so in 31 years of marriage, I have had to come to the realization, like Mick Jagger said, you can't always get what you want. (laughs) But your mama has always made it where I get what I need. There you go. And so even if I ask the question, darling, what's for dinner? I can rest assured there's going to be dinner. There's going to be something. You might have to cook it, but there's going to be something. Yeah. I I, (laughs) I may not get the immediate answer of what's for dinner, but I know there's going to be dinner. Lucas and I have that conversation. He'll ask me a simple question and be like, how was your book? That's a big question between us because I read, he doesn't. So he's like, oh, you know, how was your book? Well, and then he's like, oh God, okay, (laughs) let me sit back and just get ready for this one. Well, this character did this and this character did this. And would you know that there was this twist in the middle of it? And I didn't see that coming. But now, you know, it relates back to this other book that he wrote and this one and this one. And then this character jumped into this book and he wasn't in that book originally. And it just (laughs) and then he's like there again, that is a guy kind of I'm trying so hard to not sound sexist or anything like that. That's a woman thing. That's a guy thing. But in my experience, what I have noticed is a lot of times when I'm watching a movie Mm -hmm. with you or your mom or your sister, another female in the family, Mm -hmm. you are in the storyline. You are everything in the movie is connected from beginning to end. And it's overall a complete thing. That spaghetti noodle that starts at the beginning Mm -hmm. and goes to the end. All connected. The guy, me is catching certain things that just either excites me or irritates me. Yep. And I can't get past that point. Like seeing a Roman soldier depicted on television in a movie. He's a Roman soldier wearing a wristwatch. 
What, what movie was that? I'll have to go back and look again. But when I is it like Game of Thrones where they accidentally left in the Starbucks cup? No, I I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Like it, it was an older movie, and it was about Roman soldiers, and I think it may have been in biblical times or something. And they're marching by, and the guy's wearing a wristwatch. It's like we were watching Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory the other day, and mm. I said, "Have you guys ever seen? Like, have you ever caught it in the scene where the guy lifts the cabinet and bonks the girl in the chin?" And you were like. No, and then you obsessed over it. It's like mom and I went to the movies for her birthday. Mm-hmm. We went to go see Where the Crawdad Sings because we both read that book recently. And you called us and you were like, hey, how is the movie? And we were like, well, you know, it's stuck pretty close to the storyline. And this is the only thing that they changed that we could really see. And da 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 And you went, did you like the movie? Yeah, you know. And then there was this aspect and this aspect. And, and yes or no, did you <laughs> like the movie? And we were like, yeah, it was great. You went. All right, cool. See you at home. Click. Well, see, that's the thing. (laughs) My mind was focused on, was it enjoyable? That was the pointed question. It was. It was a good movie. It was very long. I was kind of surprised. I didn't ask for a thorough review of every scene. That was important to you guys. Mm -hmm. I'm not knocking its importance to you. The all-connected spaghetti noodle is important (laughs) to you. But I was in that one little square of the waffle where I was just curious if my wife and daughter enjoyed the movie they went to we see. Did. It was excellent. So and then, and then we went into the popcorn because there was a fiasco with the popcorn, and you were like, "I didn't ask you about the popcorn. I wanted to know about the movie." And I was like, "Well, no I'm way. trying to tell you about the popcorn because it upset me, and I missed the previews for the movie." I didn't say it like that. No, I wasn't you trying didn't. to be snotty and like I didn't ask you about no popcorn. I didn't ask you about the popcorn. Get all chicken neck or whatever. I'm just <laughs> saying. I, <laughs> <laughs> I missed uh, my calling as a sound effects specialist. I've heard some of your sound effects. No, you didn't. <laughs> I'm just saying. Perhaps if you, like Callie, are wanting to have couples' arguments explored, uh, creative discussions, uh, intense with negotiations, opinions. Yes. Just a suggestion, and I'm saying this to myself sometimes. Perhaps the argument or disagreement or intense negotiation or whatever you want to call it might not be the other person's fault. Yes, I just said that out loud. It may be my perception and my expectation. If I ask you a question and I have an expectation of what the response will be and I don't get that Mm -hmm. expectation, then am I really okay to be upset about that? I don't know if you remember this, but that's what y'all used to ask us as teenagers. We'd start talking about a problem and you, okay, do you want me to listen or do you want advice? Oh my gosh, that is five episodes right there (laughs) on that one topic. And at the end, listen, 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 Linda, Linda, listen, honey, listen. (laughs) Isn't that what the little boy said in the meme? Lisa and Linda, honey, honey, to this day. To the day. I still do not know when I am only supposed to listen or when I am supposed to fix it. Lucas has the same problem where I'll complain about something with the massage board or I'll complain about something at work. And I just, I'm just venting. And he's like, well, you know, you could do this, 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 this. And I'm like. I don't want you to tell me how to fix it. I want you to sit on the couch and tell me that I'm pretty and tell me, oh, it's okay, honey. Those people are stupid. That's all I wanted. But 
I, I, what I'm saying is I try to lead the conversation now with, Hey, I'm not asking for advice. I just need you to listen. That would be very helpful in every situation, every (laughs) conversation. If someone would say, okay, I'm about to say this and I don't need you to fix it, or I'm not asking you to get up and do anything. Or if the fact is when she says the trash needs to go down to the curb, if she really wants me to get up and take the trash down to the curb, well, or if she's just simply saying You it, should know from 31 years of marriage, if your wife would, goes, hmm, this trash needs to go down to the curb. Okay, that was a bad example. I'm just saying. All I'm saying is there are so many instances where I think she wants me to fix something. Mm-hmm. And when I try to fix it, I only make it worse. Mm-hmm. And then the next time, I think she only wants me to listen. And oh, and then she wants no, you to fix it. I should have gotten up 10 minutes ago to fix it, whatever it is. I can't read that. I've tried so hard. You're 31 years into it. And I'll be 61 years into it and still don't know how to read that. And I know it frustrates her. She thinks after 31 years, he should know me well you enough. You should be to able be to read able. into it. And yeah. I, it's a deficiency. <laughs> you need. That I have that I don't know I will ever acquire. You need a vitamin? Something like that. (laughs) There is something. And if someone knows the secret to be able to discern. Okay, here's what I'm going to do. When a lady is wanting you to act upon something she's saying or when she just wants you to listen, please help a brother. Here's what I'm going to tell mom to start doing. Okay. Like she's going to do what you tell her. She does sometimes. Listen, this is what I'm going to tell her to start doing. When she wants you to fix it, I'm going to get her to go clap three times. And if she doesn't, then she wants you to listen. So you just got to listen for the claps. It won't work. See, you're not even trying. No, it won't work because she won't do that. I bet she would. She'd give it a chance. She's not going to put a clapper on me. Clap on. That's the clap that was the off. light thing, right? It was the clapper. You clap and 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 turn the light on. And all I'm saying that is, be... I'll give you one last example. All right, because I don't I don't want to take up this whole episode on my whining about being <laughs> being def- a waffle man. Being a waffle man, yes. <laughs> That's a whole different meaning <laughs> to Lego <Waffle> my. <laughs> That's a whole different meaning to Lego my ego. <laughs> Sorry, I can't help the things that come out of my mouth sometimes. Girl, you ain't they right. Just, they just bleh, they just come out. <laughs> One day, your mother. My mother. Was, she was sitting in the floor because she chose to. She didn't have to. She wanted to sit in the floor. She sat in the floor all the time when she was much younger. That was just her place to be. On the floor. Okay. On the floor. Sitting on the carpet, on the floor, in okay. front of the fireplace. In front and of the fireplace. Okay. We were in the Got living room watching TV. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting in the chair behind her, and this little light bulb goes off over my head. One of those little 4.5 watts from like a 1970s Christmas tree, but it was still a little light bulb. Yes, one of those. And I said, uh, darling, if you'll slide over here, I'll rub your back for you. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's what I thought. <laughs> that is precisely what I thought. Hold on, wait, wait, no, wait, no, no, wait. No, 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 I have no, a question. I have a question. Mm, was there currently a fire in the fireplace? I don't believe there was. Okay. then Because I was going to say, maybe she was just trying to get warm. No. She was sitting on the floor. She was watching TV. I was sitting in the chair. We were watching TV. Everything was fine. Okay. Totally fine. Groovy. Then the little light bulb went off Bing. and said, I'm offering to rub her back. And I said, darling, if you'll slide over here, I'll rub your back for you. To which her response was, if you 
really wanted to rub my back, I wouldn't have to come to you. You would come over here to where I am. Why do I have to work to get what you want to give me? See, you know, no, you what, know what that tells wait, me? Wait, wait, wait. Uh, hold on. Okay. Do you remember Scooby-Doo? Huh? Listen, you know what that tells me? <laughs> what? That you messed up somewhere earlier in the day and she was still mad. That's what that tells me. I'm not in that waffle square. <laughs> I am in the back rub waffle square. That is unfair to jump four waffle squares uh, You over. can't help that it's both ends of the noodle. Y'all need some ramen instead of that one long spaghetti noodle. Change your noodles. Ramen is just a wiggly noodle. Well, <laughs> wiggle your way you into my waffle square. You want me to dance, too? Want to go to a disco? Wiggle your way into my oh, waffle oh. square. <laughs> Y'all can't see me. We don't have a video set up, but I'm... Praise God. Waving my... What's Hands that song, though? <laughs> <laughs> I look like one of those um, inflatable guys that stands outside the car dealership that... The, 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 the wiggle man wind sock guys yeah, whatever it is that thing. something yeah whatever i had a manager when i worked at the outlet mall yes you did <laughs> i had a manager and she said kaylee i will pay you 50 dollars right now if you buy that costume and you stand outside our store on halloween and you just do that all day i'll add 50 dollars to your paycheck i said if you can find me the costume i'll do it for free i'd have done it for 50 bucks why she, didn't you call me <laughs> she never found the costume that was mm -hmm. the problem so it sounds like at the end of this episode, we are no closer to unraveling the mystery of the male and female mind. But just keep in mind that you got to wait for your waffle-brained friends to jump from box to box. It's easier to slide down the noodle than it is to jump from box to box. Don't don't be laughing at me. I'm sticking with the waffles and spaghettis. Look, if if, if y'all would just take y'all's bowl of noodles... And put some maple syrup and butter on them. Oh. <laughs> Listen, I'm pregnant and I don't even think that's a great combination. You well, know what we could do? Wait a minute. You remember spaghetti tacos? You used to make us spaghetti tacos as yes. kids. What if you take the waffle and you fold it like a taco shell? I could do that. And put But no, then I want it crunchy though. Well, you, you can't have what you want all the time. Can you fry the waffle like a waffle cone? This has gone off the rails <laughs> so bad. That's what happens at Listeners, a dinner help us. table discussion. Help us. Join this discussion and help us. Do you have a waffle brain? Do yes, you I... have a spaghetti brain? Oh, them. I thought you were asking me. I was like, we yeah, just know, covered this for a half hour. I know you have a waffle brain, sir. No. Listeners, my friends, do you have a waffle brain? Do you have a spaghetti brain? Do you have a spaghetti taco waffle brain somewhere in between? I don't know. You tell me. Please let me know. Also, let me know what you argue with your husband or your wife about. Or your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your spouse. Would it be a shorter list to ask what they do not argue with him about? No. Okay. No. Just checking. There's always that one argument that one. continues. There is. Limes on the counter. 50-50. Huh? A 50-50 relationship. I established that with your mother 31 years ago when no. we got married. Absolutely. I will disagree with that. No, it's a 50-50 relationship. Nope. She cooks. I eat. Nope. I mess up, she cleans up. Nope. She says the same thing. Nope. No, it's a hundred. Nope. It's a hundred, a hundred. No, that math don't work. No, it does. That's that's one thing that Lucas and I, we were talking about marriage advice last episode. That's one thing that Lucas and I really strive for because a lot of role models that we had growing up did not have the best communication standards. Okay. So communication is something that we overly strive for. Like we will dissect a conversation about anything and we'll go into the smallest detail. Like we're getting ready to paint the nursery right now, right? 
I want three walls, one color and one wall, the other color. I have the paint color picked out for the three walls. I said, if I go to Home Depot tomorrow and I pick out the cream color, do you want me to send you the paint chips? Do you want me to come by the station and drop off the paint chips so that you can look at them as well? Or do you want me just to pick the color? Well, I'm not going to be upset if you pick the color, but like, I kind of would like to know what color I'm painting the nursery. I was like, well, that's fine. I'll just wait for you to go then. It's not to say that I can't make a decision without him. But there's that level of communication that I don't want him to feel left out of anything. He doesn't want me to feel left out of anything. We don't want there to be that miscommunication somewhere along the line. And the best thing that I heard was your relationship doesn't need to be 50-50. It needs to be 100-100. You give 100%, they give 100%. That way, when somebody has to give less for whatever reason, when his grandfather died, he needed a little more support. So I gave more. He took more. When my grandfather passed, I needed more support. He gave more. I took more. It's always got to be 100-100. Two comments. Okay. I couldn't agree with you more. Yay. And your noodle has run extra long. My noodle has run extra long. (laughs) We'll see you on the next episode. See you then. Thanks for joining us for another dinner table discussion. If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, please share it with your family and friends, post about it on social media, and think about leaving us a five-star rating or a review. We'd love to get your feedback on today's episode and maybe some suggestions on future topics. Feel free to email us at dtdpodcasts at gmail.com. You can reach us on Facebook and Instagram as well both are at dinner table discussions podcast we'll see you next week with a cold glass of iced tea for another dinner table discussion